Welcome back, know-it-alls. Thanks for listening to the show. And as always, give us some feedback about what we are doing so we can make sure you're having a good time listening to us. You've approved the recording? I put got it. Okay, good. All right. So does it say yeah, is that right? Is that what I did? Yeah, you just click yeah. on the thing and then it, it approves that I can record everything you say. Oh, do you do it again, just in case. Well, I, I can't once it's done, I have to end the session and then okay. start start. It's right like, actually recording. There's no chance of it failing, right? No, right now it says recording started okay. and it all right, let's it, go. It shows video of everything. Oh Every, everything you're doing right now. Cool. Yeah, so you're just sitting there. Memories forever. (laughs) Yeah, but it's pretty boring. I'm not going to lie. However, we're going to get into the meat of it. So, hey, everybody, this is Lexi. And Lexi has wonderful stories to talk about. And she's going to talk about how you went (laughs) from a married mother of two to a (laughs) unmarried mother of two. But the, (laughs) the, the transition in between the two, your sex life changed drastically, did it not? Yeah, I think it was like a liberation movement, I would say. So d- d- describe the, the married sex life. Oh, well, you know, I don't understand like how I, I think back to it sometimes. And I think to myself, like, how did I live 11 years through that? And then 10 years recovering from that. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I think the sex life when I was married was horrible in comparison to what I feel it should be like. <laughs> so that, that was back then. You were thinking that while you were married. What's that? Were you thinking that while you were married or was that after you were married? Well, I didn't know any better. How would you know? Like I, he was only like my fourth person, maybe. I mean, you need, you need at least 20 or 30 before you can decide what's good or not, right? I would say at least at least (laughs) (laughs) I mean that's not true okay but I feel like for me when I was with him um it taught me a lot about myself when it was over in the sense once once that marriage was done I was like okay I felt like I could fly and I was like this empowered woman that was just like ready to be a cougar I guess (laughs) I guess you sort of uh, broke up with your husband a little bit late, later in the game, right? So you weren't like 23 years old and be like, I'm free, I'm free. No, but you know what? I feel like I went through my 20s and my late 30s because I was 34 and I had these two young kids. I was by myself and I was like going through this liberation movement where I was trying to figure myself out. Like, who am I? I'm piecing by myself together. I'd fucking fallen apart. And I had these two kids <laughs> by myself. And um, so when... I was single for quite a while. So in that time, yeah. what did you do? In that time, what did you do? <laughs> well, it's the transition time. So what ended up happening was, first of all, let's just say that I'm a completely hopeless romantic. So now that I'm in a relationship, it's completely different. But when I 
first got out of my divorce, I actually thought that I was going to go in plenty of fish and find like the love of my life. And I never understood what it meant for a guy to like say, yeah, I'm going, I'm going to Mexico for a week. I'll call you when I come back. And then my girlfriends would be like, oh, honey, he's <laughs> never going to call you back. Are you really that stupid? So I had to like, I was, I just, I can't believe how naive I was. I so I had a lot of making up to do. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I had a lot of making up to do in that sense. And, you know, my kids were young, so I'm going through this liberation movement. And then, yes, I was very insecure as well as a woman. And I think that's unfortunately very common. And for men too. I'll have to take your word for it. I'm, you know what? Hey, I'm not like that anymore, but yeah. I was like that for a long time. So when you get out of that and you're just kind of like, oh yeah, this is awesome. I, I was starting to kind of um, discover myself. So I think you're trying to ask me how I got from being just this beautiful, innocent little angel. <laughs> well, absolutely. I mean, still an angel, but not so much innocent. I am an angel. I am an angel. It's called the lifestyle, right? It is called the lifestyle. So what ended up happening was I ended up having an old elementary school friend come visit. Yeah. And I hadn't seen her for like, I want to say 12, 15 years. Like we hadn't seen each other for a very long time. We didn't have like a really strong connection or anything. She was just like, I'm, Hey, I'm in town. I was like, come over. Let's go out. Let's go have a drink. And I ended up sleeping with her that night. And I woke up in the morning and I was like, Oh my God, I'm a lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) Who am I? Am I a lesbian? Oh my God. I need to see counseling. What's like, what is happening? How did that happen? Like, and then all these things were going through my head. Like, what the hell? So then I started finding my sexuality, I guess you could say, like liberating myself sexually, which I feel like the younger generation in today's world have this privilege of, of like figuring out who they are sexually at a very young age. We never really had that opportunity. It was like silent, something that you don't talk about. Right. So for me, it was like, Oh my God, I'm a lesbian. And then, (laughs) and then I was like, did you talk to her about it? Or, or did she just go on her way and you're she like, just okay. thought it was just like a normal day for her, I guess. I don't know. I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, that was awesome. High five. See you later. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, do you know if she was a lesbian back in high school or is it, was this a new development? No, she was not. It was, we went to school. Yeah. Yeah. We, I was in a very small town. Yeah. And I knew her for years and no, she was not a lesbian. She was married with a husband and children. But she wasn't married at the time, FYI. I thought I'd just throw that in there. Oh, yeah. You, you don't want to throw her marriage under the bus. I mean, unless this is a normal thing but for then her I marriage. did wake up in the morning thinking I was a lesbian. So then I ended up reaching out to one of my very good friends. And I was like, Jesus, like this fucking, the fucking crazy. Am I allowed to swear? Oh, yeah. You can say whatever yeah. you want. I mean, nobody's, nobody's, nobody listens, right? <laughs> no, nobody listens. This is just for me to edit, listen later and be like, huh, that's not too bad. I mean, my mom so, will listen. So she'll be like, oh, hey, uh, who's that lesbian you talked to? <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. So sh- we ended up kind of whatever. And then I ended up reaching out to one of my friends and I was like, oh, my God, like this thing happened last night. And what am I? Like, what's going on? Like, am I not? Like, I was very confused. Like, how did, like, I almost was like, I didn't know I had this in me kind of idea. And my, my friend at the time was like, oh, you're a unicorn. And it begins. Fuck, what the fuck is a unicorn? <laughs> and she was like, oh my God, there's a place called 
Eden and Club Eden. It's actually amazing. And I don't care about bike. It's Vancouver and any swinger in Alberta has been there, I'm sure. What it is, is a club where it's female um, dominated in the sense that a woman is responsible for the club and she makes sure it's very safe for everyone, but especially for women, because you don't want to be bringing crowds of anyone really who could be in danger to anyone yeah and everything in there is done with consent so it's a completely different world altogether it's not like going to the nightclub dancing with drunk people and spilling and people touching you it's everything is consent it's there's a lot of mutual respect in those kinds of places right yeah for there's of course your little buggers from time to time but whatever like it's fun so what ended up happening it was i got invited to this i first things first, I got invited to this um, Facebook page and I get on there and I post a picture of myself and I was like, Hey, I'm a single girl. I didn't, I I hated the word unicorn, by the way. I I was just like, can we just not call me that? Just I'm a person. I like women. I like men. Let's fuck. Peace out. High five. Don't even, (laughs) but you know, just call me a person anyways labels behind everything well with with the label can you describe what is the definition of unicorn so for now okay so all i know is that a unicorn could be a divorced woman who sleeps with her elementary school friend no okay so unicorn in the lifestyle is a woman a single woman who is available to have a threesome either a male male female or female male female or groups or she's a single female so technically that's why it's got the term unicorn because it's somewhat like a shiny object (laughs) that's like ready to be involved in any type of situation where uh, I find that a lot of people in the lifestyle are couples and because the couples you would hope in a lot of situations they would have a lot of boundaries a lot of people have boundaries some men are into not sharing some women are into sharing it's it's very confusing so um a unicorn has no rules (laughs) so it's a fine it's a shiny toy for everyone (laughs) and i i did not hate it i loved every minute of it so i i have so many stories i don't know what (laughs) We're gonna we're going from the beginning. So you you go to Eden for like the first time because your 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 friend suggested it. I posted my picture, and the first guy that got in touch with me was a bisexual man, and he said, "Listen, I'm a single guy. I'm bi. I have a partner. He's amazing." And he's like, "Would you want um, to sponsor me? Because I need a sponsor. Like a male needed a sponsor." And of course, I said yes. I was like, fuck yeah. And when do we meet? Let's meet. I want to meet you. So I went down to Vancouver. I met him. We fucked upstairs. It was great. <laughs> then we went to the club together and he's on his own. I'm on my own. We're having the fucking time of our lives. He was like the best person to go with. Like I can, you know what? If he's listening to this <laughs> thing right now, I just wanted to say that it was so important for especially a vulnerable woman going into a situation like that by herself single you know not like it's I feel like it's a very brave thing to do not very many people do this kind of thing and I was just like I feel everyone should fucking do it it's just so freeing you know what I mean so 
anyways, I was just so grateful to go with him. We had the fucking time of our lives. I left and then I was like, okay, this is great. And then I thought, oh, okay, so th- then that was fun. And then, so nothing happened that night, I don't think, very much. Not, I don't remember the very, very first night, but I do remember going to a, a different club. And one of my girlfriends uh, reached out to me and was like, hey, um, I want to take you to this club and uh, with my husband. And we ended up actually growing up together in Abbotsford, which was, we had just, people just knew, people that you knew were in the world. There's just no <laughs> doubt. There's people that you know are in there. They just don't tell you they're in it. So she's like, hey, so of course, as soon as you know somebody you know, you're like, feel so more comfortable. Yeah. So she's like, let's go to a club. Okay, so this is actually my very, very first experience. So she's like, let's go to this other club. So this club was completely different vibe. It was a giant mansion. You bring your own booze. They have a hot bartender. They have a dance floor. There's like a living room type situation. You go upstairs if you want to go play. By the way, in the lifestyle, there's play areas. You don't just fuck anywhere. There's areas where you go and do that, where you you can be open and exposed to the rest of the world, but not where the common area is, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of rules that you have to follow. So anyway, so I get to this place. I'm in fucking La La Land. I'm just like, this is the best day of my life. I'm like, where's the party? Bring bring the guys. Yeah, let's do it. We're going to on the dance floor. The vibe was different. And so I walk in there and I'm wearing like these sexy shoes and a really cute little rough, ruffle, roughly skirt. And I don't know, it was totally adorable that night. And I walk in and I saw this guy fucking this girl on a swing in an orgy room. And the first thing I thought to myself was like, oh my God, that's so fucking hot. I'm going to do that. I shit you not. The guy, we did our tour. We come back outside. We're hanging out in the living room. This fucking God comes out of nowhere. The same guy after the swing comes out with his fucking hot steamy towel out of nowhere. And he was like, do you want to take a walk to the swing I didn't even know his name and I was like yes I do (laughs) takes me to the swing and my friends now come and of course anybody can watch yeah it's I'm not in a private room I'm in the area on my very first fucking day my very how does it make you feel it was awesome everyone's watching I was fabulous so sexy oh no I'm, I'm with you like I'm I'm not arguing it at all it's very sexy. I feel like, um, I don't know. It was a very empowering experience. Like I walked out, my girlfriend fucking high five me. She was like, <laughs> holy shit, man. And then actually there was actually, we, we started on the swing and then there's like, if you walk around to the other side, there's like a, like a little dungeon kind of area where you go to the side and you can have a little bit of privacy, but it's like, it's got like the Dom kind of like X thing, yep. I don't know the exact words for them, but I didn't, we, we didn't do any of that, but we were like on a harder surface. It just, these places have fucking everything, everything you want to do it. It's there, except there's obviously, you don't want to overdo it there, but the paddles, all that stuff. <laughs> Describe all that stuff. Mm-hmm. well it depends on what you like to use so like for example like eden it didn't necessarily have those kinds of things like there's not toys hanging around like you can't find whips and um paddles and stuff like that but if you were to go to sin city in vancouver i don't know if you've been to sin city no. 
I wish. If it's in a city, there's no actual sex on premises. Like it's not, there's not, there's no nudity yeah. and there's no sexuality, but there is, um, oh, maybe there is nudity, but regardless, there's a little area on the side where you can go um, and flog, whip someone, tie them up openly in front of everyone. It's very sexy, but there's no like fucking or anything like that. <sighs> Oh. I'm just looking at the smile on your face right now as you're reliving this. It's Oh my it's, god, I have so many stories. You know what? I think that I wish I can't wait like my I have my kids are a little bit older. My daughter is now 20. Yeah. I wish I I had it. I ha- wish I was a little bit more liberated in the sense where I was a little bit more open about it in the sense that I would want them to go like i want them to go and experience like go out there travel the world it's weird that you say that because all all the kids that work for me they're like high school kids and the best advice i ever i personally think i can give them is a don't have kids b save your money travel the world and fuck hot people like that's it that's live your best life you can possibly live the world's got way too many people on it as it is you you don't need to get married right out of high school look at our situation right now it's a fucking shit show so of course it's like for them it's like you know what really regardless of the shit show they still have the world as their oyster like they can literally do whatever the fuck they want yeah anyways sorry about that is this boring no 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 why why would you say that i don't know i've never done this before i hope (laughs) i don't lose all your fucking no 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 no. so what kind of questions you got what others what else you got (laughs) After your first couple of experiences, uh, what went through your head? Were you like, well, this is me now. This is what I do. Um, yeah, because like, it's like opening Pandora's box, right? Were you, were you just like, oh, I want to invite him. I want to invite her. Oh, she should no, know this. I was so- very private about it. In fact, what ended up happening was actually really sad. Um, I, I went in there um, the first, the second time I went in there. Yeah. I introduced myself to the main photographer of the club. And somehow I became the photographer of the club. Oh, okay. Sure, why not? <laughs> well, Did I tell you that? I just told you that. Yeah. So on every third Saturday for like three years, I would pack up my fucking gear, go down to the club and have the time of my fucking life <laughs> and come home. And I got to photograph. So for me, in a really fucked up weird way, because in that world, everybody wants a piece of you, right? Like it's, you, you have, you make really good friends and very strong relationships, but it's unfortunate that a lot of people aren't educated properly into, in the sense to just make it very organic and sexy, Yeah. whatever that, that is, whatever it is, just do you. And a lot of the times I found that when you're in my, especially in that unicorn situation, everybody was like, like <laughs> prowls. <laughs> <laughs> They're all after you. So for me, when I became the photographer, it was almost like a protection. Like I, I was in charge. I was up on, you know, I was on stage. Everybody could see me. I had everybody lined up. I had, it was just fucking awesome. I I remember one night we had, I don't know, 50 people, 50 people 
it was Valentine's and everybody has their sexy outfits. Like yeah. you can imagine what they have, right? They're all on stage and I had my camera and everybody's like fucking just having the time of her life and crisscross jump, jump comes on. <laughs> I'm not even joking. And the entire stage just goes crazy. There's like 400 people going nuts for crisscross jump, jump. And what year? Like it wasn't even that long ago. <laughs> was like if that doesn't define my age, I don't know what does. So how old are the people that you're that you're doing this with you know, like there's actually is... quite a variety i think that i i feel like towards the end pre-covid okay so pre-covid i feel towards the end of pre-covid era like those last couple of years that a lot i started noticing a lot of younger people come out a lot of more open-minded um women and men that are just like hey they would introduce themselves i'm a single guy i'm interested in the club like would anybody like to sponsor me and they would just you know the community has grown quite a bit actually i feel like since i started going like since i started going and i don't even remember what year it was but when i did go there would be like you know 50 60 people in the club but by the end of the by the right before pre-covid i would say there was like two three hundred people in the club like a lot it's gross just fancy like it was so fun like so and then there's other types of parties too like depending everybody there's and again the whole like lifestyle like label right it's like such a big bubble because you have your like um your fetishes and then you have your sensual and then you have your everything's kind of separated in the sense do you know what i mean well i have to take your word for it i've never actually <laughs> been to any of these things so i'm just when you say hey you know what i mean i'm like yeah sure mm -hmm, yeah keep going keep telling me more yeah so how how many how many dicks were slapping you in the face what's happening like let me know oh, well you know what i one time we went <laughs> to uh I had so we, the private parties is where it's at. See, once you start going to the club, you start making very good friends and you start yeah. connecting with people that you want to be around and you start connecting with people that desire you or you're desired or you're feeling a connection with or whatever. So when that happens, you start getting invited to the private parties, which is the best part because then you're you're surrounded by the people you already like yeah. and by good music and we, the all the crisscross anybody could ever imagine the very first party we had we ended up having uh it was called a wet lube wrestling party okay and the guy had a pool and he bought like i want to say 100 gallons okay Jesus. of lube buckets that he sat there and he mixed these buckets of lube filled the fucking pool up to i don't know just like just above your shin level so they're not going to kill themselves okay and we did fucking naked wrestling like That's it's fun. not your average barbecue to come by and have somebody getting flogged on the side of the cake table that's so fucked up because like a little tiny bottle of lube is like 18 dollars. you know what i mean i can't <laughs> imagine 100 gallons here i'm gonna see it. hold on hold that on. much but he spent like he told me <laughs> he's told me he spent like 300 bucks on lube okay so i'm looking at a bottle of lube right now 88 milliliters is 18 dollars. 88 milliliters 18. but you can buy the powder and mix it yourself I, i'm gonna have to take yeah. your word for it because i mean when i walk into walmart i, I could go ask like the pharmacy you section i'd be like hey 
I'm looking for the hundred gallons of this stuff. Uh, can I pre-mix oh. this shit myself? They're just gonna ask me to oh leave. Oh my god, so funny, so or funny. Get- so that stuff is really fun. Like it's it's really fun. I feel like um, obviously COVID separated a lot of us for a lot of reasons. Yeah, which is fine. Um, but uh, I I'm finally going back to my first party um, in a couple of weeks, and I haven't okay. been for three years. Okay, so you were not in a relationship before and you are currently in a relationship for the last yes. how, like four years or so five years five, five years, five years. Mm-hmm. so did how you meet well i mean did you did you meet him at parties or did you not meet him at parties no so actually this was part of my uh, liberation movement <laughs> i had to actually decide what i wanted in my life like i because i was doing it for so many years throughout you know that liberation movement if you may I, I found myself saying to myself oh my god like is this is this it is this is this who I'm meant to be forever am I meant to be this like you know shining unicorn that just leaps from person to person <laughs> well, I mean that's that's not a bad uh headstone right I mean I wasn't sure but then I really kind of I know and I don't want this to sound morbid because it really is empowering if you just change your perspective I almost I had to train my self to be like oh my god like with with the whole unicorn situation I was so worried about like if that was my purpose in life and then I was like oh my god like I have to accept being alone like I have to love my own company like I have to learn to fucking love myself and be okay with the idea that I might die alone which I know that sounds crazy but that's this is kind of what I went through I have so much to tell you that I lost my thought again. <laughs> this is be like where do tw- we start? Time, this, tell me the, again where we start. <laughs> this is going to be like a twelve-part series. Fuck. Um, you you you'd mentioned that you were trying to figure out who you were, and you were thinking you didn't really want to die alone. So how did I transition into the relationship? So while I was in that world and I was in that photography position, I got to experience a lot of couples that were coming in there. Yeah, and it. Kind I know it was like, oh my God, I, it was so weird in a really fucked up way. It really kind of helped me start picking out what I actually wanted because I knew what I didn't want of, of what I didn't want, but I didn't know what I wanted. Like, what do I want? Yeah. Like, what do I want? So that world really taught me what I wanted and really taught me what I didn't want. Like, I was like, oh, okay, these guys, whatever, you know, not that it's, though, there's no wrong and there's no right as far as I'm concerned. Like, there's just what's right for you. Yeah. So when I went in there, I was like, oh my God, I don't want that. Oh my God, I don't want this. And then I started re- recognizing that that was kind of, that whole scene was starting to get old. I was like, okay, great. I experienced that. I'm done with it. <laughs> now I want to have it when I want it, not because I need it. Is yeah. that weird? No, no, that's not weird at all. <laughs> so then what ended up happening was I, I made a decision and I started not removing myself, but uh, connecting to people in a way where I was just like, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not looking just for a fuck. You know, I, I actually want like a, like a partner. I'm like, I'm ready for something. I'm ready for love. Really, that's what I wanted. I wanted to be in love again. And um, I, I just had to come with to terms with that, I guess. And um, yeah, so then I I did that too. <laughs> so, then, but did, did you just 
stop going to the parties? Well, and I had a really good no. So we just, I just changed. So what ended up happening was I had to, I had to come into realization that I had a decision to make that the person that I was looking for was not going to be in that world because I was already in that world for four years and I didn't find him. So yeah. the person I was looking for wasn't going to be there. So I, I started looking online. And so when, yeah. when uh, him and I met, um, what ended up happening, one of my friends was saying, oh, you know, you know, don't tell him, don't tell him about the lifestyle. He, you're going to scare him away. And I, I had only met him for one coffee. And, uh, and then we had gotten together on a Monday and we spent the day together. And then I had, I said, oh no, I'm, I'm just going to tell him everything. I'm going to tell him everything. And he's either going to handle it or he's not my person Yeah. in the sense that um, you don't, and, and, you know, when I say this, I mean this wholeheartedly, I was willing and I did for the right person um, and for myself first and foremost, um, when I, when I was ready to make that commitment to a person, I was like, I'm, I'm ready to, to be with somebody and accept their boundaries where a year prior into getting a relationship with my boyfriend of right now, I was like, there's no fucking way. Nobody's going to tell me how to live my life. I'm a unicorn. So I was still not ready. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, um, so what I, I, I just told them, I flat out FaceTimed him. And I was just like, I, I just need you to understand there's something about my life. It's a little different than <laughs> your average gal. <laughs> I was like, first of all, I'm a unicorn. So bitch recognize. I love women. I love being with women. I love being sensual with women. And that's not going to go anywhere. And I don't think if I stand corrected, call me old school, call me whatever the fuck you want to call me right now. Don't judge me. But any man to turn that down is a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Or woman, in fact. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, but in the sense that it's like, I said, I, I just kind of said to him, this is my life. This is what I'm into. I'm a photographer. I'm, I'm ready to kind of settle down. Like I'm, I'm ready for a relationship kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, the first words that he said to me was, I don't own you. But he didn't follow it up with yet. <laughs> no, he did not. And uh, I was like, huh. Oh, well, he caught my attention. <laughs> I like that. I said, well, but I want you to understand that I'm also ready to accept whatever boundaries you have in the sense that I don't have, just because I've fucked five guys and three girls in a room doesn't mean that it's okay for everyone to do that. Some people are very private and they're not people that can be naked in front of people. Like people are very limited you know what i'm saying and just because i can do it doesn't mean everybody can do it so um he had no issues coming to the parties with me um when you went to parties with him what was different because when you went without him you'd go into a room and have five guys rail you no i never did that actually uh this conversation is over this is not what i expected (laughs) i need something a little bit more i'll tell you a really good one then so one time we were at a party and I was with the bi guy that I used to go with all the time. And there was another bi guy there. So the bi and the bi guy. <laughs> so we went into a room with those two guys and three girls. Yeah. I mean, um, 
that whole situation, first of all, the guy, like, everybody's like, anything that you can imagine, it's not like gross. It's just fucking hot. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Oh, I'm with you. Like, this is just this, this let's just make it as sexy as fucking possible. So you have like the women that are just all over each other. And then you have to, and I never thought in my life that, like, when those two guys started making out, I was like, that is so hot. <laughs> that is sexy as fuck. So I found the whole thing very sexy. It was super fun. So, I've done things like that. The guy came on my tits and the girl sucked it right out of my tits and swallowed it. My hero. <laughs> my hero. Mine too. <laughs> Mine too. It was like, shit, girl, you want a straw? <laughs> like, who does that? She just right out of there. She's like, thanks. <laughs> I was like, I will never, I don't think I will ever forget that moment. <laughs> There's a couple other stories. Oh man. Do you wanna do you wanna go back to uh your first time going with your boyfriend? You said you oh, got right. sidetracked. I got sidetracked with the girl and with the boobs. Yeah. I mean, come on. Who does that? Uh someone who's perfect in my Fucking mind. Sexy as fuck. Um, so what ended up happening, actually, we, when we went to the club the first time, because I was so, I am, not was, I still am very free spirited. Yeah. So I'll go to rec beach. I'll take my top off. I don't fucking care. I think everybody should be naked all the time. Personally, like we really fucked up somewhere. <laughs> I mean, have you seen Brazil? I want to go to Brazil. Yeah. They walk around half naked. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Anyways, so we're at the very first time we went to the club. I took off my top and I was dancing around the pool. Yeah. <laughs> and I think his face was like, what is happening? <laughs> so the whole time he's like, I'm prepared. I got this. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, got I, got this. This. I got this. Like, what's wrong? You, you can't just come up here and whip out your cock and start dancing <laughs> no not that night so i was just like oh my gosh i was like oh maybe this is too much for him like but you know what it it taught me to just kind of i you know what honestly i, I don't feel like i'm losing anything it just changed because i want to enjoy being with women and i want him to enjoy being with me being with women and when and if he's ready to ever go outside of that yeah i'm fine with it if he's never okay with going outside of that i'm fine with it also but i came to terms with that before i got into my relationship does that make sense yeah so he was expecting just for you to be happy and you were respecting his boundaries yeah and he didn't have any problem going to parties no, no. So we went to parties. We've played. Yeah. We played together. We play with people, we, but most with girls. So that's what, what for now or forever. I don't know. But so our very, very first time that we played was actually pretty funny because we went to a, a bar, a backyard uh, private party. And one of these guys that came in, he's just a cocky motherfucker. He came in with like four girls in his arms, stroking his just big ego all the way in the door. 
like the good big hot guy. And I was wearing this like long lace see-through white dress. Wish you 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 wish you